Just like two episodes ago, you ruined the <laughs> intro once again. No, man, I did it on point. I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. Hello, I am Jason Pasigan. And I'm Steve Flores. And this time, welcome to the generational divide where we have a video. It may look a little crappy because there is no micro SD card in this. Oh, wow. Well. But, yeah. you know, next time, there will be. Baby steps. As Baby I steps. Yeah, that's right. All right, so what's today's topic? Jason. Well, we have a special request from our number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, relationships. Okay. Yeah. So relationships. Uh, let's start off with your relationships. Oh, I have a lots of relationships. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a ladies' man, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of a. You would never guess by looking at him. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't. That's nah. Right. I mean, I haven't. Okay, relationships. We'll start with me. I haven't been into like a committed relationship. I've had opportunities to, but at the end of the day, it's like, it just didn't, doesn't feel right when with, with, with that specific person. So it just never happened, you know? Okay, but that's I have, very vague. I have, <laughs> I have um, other relationships, like strong friendships and like other bonds like that, but never like a real, you know, relationship. Okay. So it. is the topic like friendships and relationships or is it just like just, just intimate relationships? Just um, both. A- any, anything that covers the relationship. Oh, I feel like spectrum. we should narrow it down. Well, we'll let's start. It. Let's start with like friendships. Okay. Friendship is magic. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. So <laughs> like us, we're friends now. Yeah. Kind of. It's, it's a little bit of a weird friendship, you know, because it's 20 years difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that, that's that's the, the grass. That's what yeah. makes this so interesting. We have such varying perspectives and different personality yeah. that it, yeah, it's interesting. Right, yeah. It is. It's it's a complicated one, right? Uh, so, like, friendships are kind of... They're difficult uh, all as well because, you know, one of the... I listen to this uh, Dolly Parton a lot, and he has, she has this song. I don't know who that is. Yeah, nobody knows who she is. But Dolly Parton is a, is a really cool like musician because she's had a number one single every decade since like the 60s, I think. Right? Like think about that. So she's been famous for what is that? 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s into and she's still out there. We're talking about like 60 years of being a successful successful musician. Even even this decade? Uh, I don't, I think she's still putting out music. Yeah, I just saw some music out from her lately. But, you know, that's an astounding thing. I think she had, she even had like a Netflix show like a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's, you know, amazing. But she wrote, uh, she has this song called uh, You Can't Make Old Friends. And that one hit me really hard. Hit you in the feels? Yeah. Because I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because like if you think about like friendships, like true friendships, like I feel like this is like the start of one. The I don't start, feel the like start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> right, it's still early. <laughs> like I, I think one of the things that makes uh, friendships really, uh, really worthwhile is when you go through something really difficult together. 
right? Agree. Yeah. And so, like, new friendships, they're kind of in, like, this weird limbo point where you could have them, you could not have them. They're, you know, it's, they're, they're all right. But it's not until after you both go over something very difficult that the friendship actually starts to become stronger, right, and better. Yeah. And so there's, like, a bunch of different ways you can, uh, like, examples of this, for example. So my personal example is uh, I have, like, a group of friends that I train jujitsu with and in that those relationships are kind of built on like well we've all gone to competitions together Mm -hmm. right and a competition is really intense because in jujitsu it's just one-on-one so it's like well how do you how's that like a team thing well what happens is one of us will go in to compete and then the rest of us will like kind of coach from the side yeah right and then so we all support each other that's my dog hacking up a cat or something <laughs> but like that's that's one of the things that we um that bonded us right and yeah, so even though bonding. we won't like talk for like a while like sometimes even months at a time once we get to together and we start training again it's like oh it's like we never were apart to begin with yeah i think that's something that um i've realized i call those relationships more adult relationships like the type of relationships where you don't necessarily have to um talk to each other every day or see right. each other every day to, for that bond to go away. Yeah. And I think um, as I just graduated from high school, I've noticed that, you know, that these are the types of bonds I, I kind of want to have. And you'll actually find out who's, who's actually your true friend and someone you're going to take into adulthood. If, you know, you could go with years apart and reconnect, like obviously get to know each other again, but like have that same like structural foundation there. Right. Still. And I think I had an example of that because um, I recently – not recently, but um, a couple of months ago, I reconnected with a friend from middle school that I hadn't talked to mm. in like four to five years. And um, truthfully, I, I'm, I was a little nervous, but in, in my head, I was like, it'll be fine. Like, I can handle myself. If anything, she was going to be more nervous than I was. And you know what? It was. And she was. But like, I just kept the conversation flowing and just being natural and just like treat them how I treat someone normally. But it, I guess it made it easier in a sense because we already have like a background. We just caught up with each other. She we asked about people who I knew. I asked about people who she knew. You know, mm-hmm. and then from that we like reconnected. We hang out. Um, we hang out like uh, every couple of weeks, every couple of months. And it's like, yeah, we don't talk to each other, or text each other every day, but if we want to hang out or plan something, we can. And she, this um, friend, she um, went out with a friend before me that she had also didn't talk to for lots of years. And she said, oh, oh yeah, when I was with them, it's a little awkward because, like, I don't know, we just ran out of things to talk about. But she was like, with you, it's like, it, we, there was, like, never an awkward moment. Right. right? So yeah. I feel like um, it's like a stigma thing that, oh, it's going to be awkward since we haven't talked for so yeah. long. But in reality, it's, it's, it's normal, like, to have that. And it's like, obviously, from high school to adulthood, we're not going to see these people every day because we have our own lives, nor text each other every day, even though it's so easy, because, you know, we all have our own lives now. Yeah, so, so um, there's a lot to that, you know? So if you, um, like, the constant communication thing, one of the things that I noticed when I was teaching, because I, I would see, like, relationships happen all the time. You know, I was a teacher for 11 years. Yeah. So I saw a lot of relationships, including your best friends, you know, (laughs) so his, uh, like, and from what I've seen in terms of like friendships, like the kids or the students that really struggled the most were the ones that had the most like amount of FOMO. 
right? Yeah. The ones that are just like, ah, like I can't miss anything. I gotta like respond to everything really quickly. Or if I don't respond really quickly, like then they're not gonna like me or they're gonna hate me. Like, you know, there's like these kids that have all this anxiety around their friendships. And then that ironically is like what's off putting to other people. Yeah. You know? You see, I have that, but I hide it. <laughs> like I, I I have FOMO. I fear missing out. Like that's why I go to so many plans and stuff because I'm like, oh, whatever, miss this cool thing or blah. So, um, in yeah, but like I, I all those things go through my head, but I just never say it or show it. You just gotta fake it till you make it, as I say. Yeah, that would probably be good. Yeah, but it's it's well, yeah, yes and no. You know, because you do want to be your honest self and you want to be relaxed around the people that you're with. Yeah, you don't want to like like feel like you're having to put on like this is one of the things where we're faking it you're referring to something that that has like multiple aspects to it right so one of the things that i always say like even with like just who you are personally right like Mm -hmm. as as a person uh who you are personally you should you should never be satisfied with whoever it is that you are Right. Yeah, always However, to be a better person. Right. You should. Yeah. You should always have things that you're getting better at. But your preferences. Right. Your personal preferences. I think those are things that, you know, maybe should remain constant and you should kind of like like lean into the most. Yeah. Right. Is finding like like let's say you have like certain habits or whatever that are kind of like unique. Right. Like you like collecting rushing Russian nesting dolls. Something weird like that, right? What is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. no. This is decomposed. Yeah, I feel like they that's turn like, the camera around. There's like a whole wall I think of <laughs> nesting dolls behind. Like, <laughs> I feel like that. That. Well, why Russian nesting dolls? Because that's something really weird. I don't know. I think there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. there might be. No, there <laughs> is definitely. I like. I'm not talking about me personally, but <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, you're talking is, about just this friend. Know, you have. Yeah, he's my friend. <laughs> don't go upstairs, guys. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> But that's the thing is like like you should lean into whatever your preferences are, but you you should also have one aspect where you're trying constantly trying to like improve who you are. So yeah. like don't like I don't I hate the advice of well just stay who you are or you shouldn't ever change or what you know like like stuff that you write in yearbooks. I'm like I don't I don't really Haggle, like any of that stuff. Haggle. Right. Haggle. Have a good life. Have a good Okay. <laughs> that's new to me. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah, one. it's because we're, sen- we're seniors, so it's like, have a good summer. It's like, oh, we learn to see these guys ever. So yeah. Haggle. Yeah, you won't. You probably won't. You I know? think I will. You might run into them, and then like, I'll be like, it. oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? How's it doing? Yeah. Then, oh, bye. It's really weird, too. Because I remember when I was in, um, in football, there was this guy, man, he, like, he was always brutal to me in uh while we were in practice you know like he would look me in the eye because i was an offensive lineman and he was a defensive lineman so we'll be lined up up against each other and in practice right we're not even like in a game right you just look me dead in the eye right before we're gonna snap and go like i'm gonna take your head off steve (laughs) (laughs) and he was dead serious man and every time you know i would go up against him it would be like a fight and and, you know, we didn't really get along that well. Did right? you survive? Yeah, I survived. It was barely, but I survived. And then, you know, like uh, fast forward to a couple of years later, I run into him on the campus of my college, oh. right? And he's like being the friendliest person that, that I've ever met. He's like, oh, hey, you know, like, 
like uh, our mascot was a swordsman. It's like, ah, oh, we're swordsmen. Like we'll be friends forever. And I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> you know, you once like threatened my life, <laughs> and that's what made that awkward. But uh, there, you know, but it, at the same time, you know, there was some level of camaraderie because we did go through something difficult together. Yeah, the trauma right? bonding. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> the trauma bonding. You know, we went through Division One football together. We played on oh, Division you know, One. Yeah, oh. and it was yeah. We had some pe- some of our uh, our people from my school and people that I played with went off and played in like the NFL and stuff. Oh. Yeah, so it was like a really intense like situation to be in. You know, and uh, I'm not gonna say I was anywhere near as good as anyone on that team. I was like a third stringer, so I don't want to like play up like who I was or whatever. Yeah, but that's that was like some traumatic things are what make friendships, right? Yeah. So experiences. Yeah. And so this is why if you are struggling to make friends, right? If you're struggling to meet new people, it's be- probably because you aren't doing things like activities, right? Like if you if you find yourself being because this was me in a lot of my high school experience was I was just alone all the time. Right. I didn't have any friends. I wasn't invited to anything like for the first three years of my of my high school. I had like no one knew who even I who I even was. Right. And then I just decided like, um, like uh, this sucks. Uh, I'm starting to feel suicidal. Uh, I don't like any, you know, like anything that's going. I don't like myself. I don't like my future. I don't like anything that's going on around me. Why don't I just try something? Right. Yeah. So, so, football. so I decided to join our division one football yeah. team. Right. And so that was really difficult. Right. It was really hard to do. And then later on, when I got into college, I just started saying yes to everything, you know, like I like especially work style stuff. Like Ooh. I worked at a movie theater. I worked at Quiznos. I worked selling knives for a company called Cutco. Oh, I, wait, wait, pause, pause, <laughs> pause, 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 pause. You worked for a pyramid scheme? Yeah. Oh, uh, it wasn't a pyramid that, scheme. It, mm, I did make some money. It is a, it's an MGM. No. Cutco? Yes. Yes, it is. It's a well-known MGM. Multi-marketing. No, multi- that's multi-level. L- oh, it's M- MLM. MLM. That's what yeah. it is. Multi- I was like, TV. MGM's that, that, isn't that a hotel in Vegas? Yeah, MLM. You, yeah. you were a part of a pyramid scheme? I made money. Wow. I don't know. This guy. So let me get this right. So so from last episode, we learned that we're learning a lot about you. So one, you li- watched or read the book, The Game, about pickup artists oh, yeah. to pick up girls. <laughs> I forgot we, so, forgot we talked about that. Yeah. So that we that's that. And, then and if, two, you go, if you go to the Cal State Fullerton Library oh. and look up that book. It's dedicated to That's me. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Okay, yeah. so you read that the game book about pickup artists that ugh, they who, that you denounce now, right? Uh, yeah. I, like for the most, yeah. I I don't view things in that way anymore. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so particularly you, I don't look at women in that way anymore because it, it kind of treats them like objects, yeah, and exactly. I'm like. Now that I have a wife and I have a daughter, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want anyone to look at either of them like that. You know, like, yeah. So, okay. So in your college years, you, um, you listen to the game, basically objectifying women. Yeah. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then took a lot of that advice. (laughs) So, um, and then two, you, 
Um, Look, I'm telling you, I was an and, incredible and, and, loser. And MLM, and you did a pyramid schemes and try to scam all your friends and family. No, they were good knives. Yeah. They're pretty <laughs> solid. All right, I'd anyway, get, I'd, get, I'd get some cocoa now, you know. They're expensive as hell, though. Yeah, and yeah. they're not good quality. Like I know. No, they're great. No, they're okay. That's off topic. Okay. 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 Anyways. But anyways. So yeah. So I just started taking on all these jobs, and then uh, one that was really good was I started working at the library of my school, right? And that that was actually the best job to make friends because every all of us had a lot of things in common. Yeah. Number one. We're all working students, right? Mom and dad didn't pay for our college, right? So we're all like that working class set of, of college. Oh, is goers. this work, work work study basically? Yeah, it's pretty much like work study, right? And it was pretty awesome because at the beginning of the year, they would just ask you like, "All right, what's your schedule look like?" And then you would show them your schedule, and then they would map your hours around your schedule so that your classes didn't overlap with your your schedule. It was yeah. pretty cool. I, I liked it a lot. And in there, we met, I met, like, a lot of my friends that I have, even to this day, mm-hmm. including my best friend, who was the best man at my job, or at, at my wedding. Yeah, best yeah, man, best at, man job. at my job. Right? Best man at my wedding. You know, um, one of them, uh, another friend became a roommate, and we, like, still talk, and, you know, and it's cool to see that we've all grown. Now we all have kids, and we all, like, it's pretty cool to see. But, like, we all went through something like together had an experience together and then through that experience that's how you make friends you actually got to go do things yeah and scary things like when you first start going off and doing things it is scary yeah especially if you've never done anything right yeah so i think um i'd have to agree with you i call it the goal not glorious purpose the um the magical idea of yes because a lot of things you will say no to. Like, obviously, you'll be like, oh, do you want to hang out? And like, nah. Or blah, blah, blah. Nah. People, obviously, that's like kind of the first instinct with when it's not someone you're 100% comfortable with. But uh, I think specifically with my senior year, I learned to just go with the flow a lot more, try new things, even though if I'm tired or dead, I'm like, if I think it'll be good for me or it'll be a new opportunity to meet new people or something else, then I'm going to take that opportunity. And I did most of the time. And... Um, so I think saying yes is a big thing and like it basically broadens the, the space for new opportunity because you never know what's your, what's going to happen when you hang out somewhere or do work or do anything. Because let's just say um, when they asked me to help in ASB when I was a senior year, I probably would not have met some of the, a lot of the people I met now or I'll be as close to them. And I also may have not, um, obviously had some of the experiences I had. Obviously, some are positive, some are negative. But I think the thing people focus too much is on the negative. Yeah. Like, if the negative aspects of a thing. Like, even though something negative may have happened when I was um, in something, I always think of it as a lesson learned. Like in the IB program? Yes. (laughs) Even in the IB program. Um, (laughs) Yes. Even there, it's like, um, I may have had tough experiences there, but... It obviously made me learn and have new lessons and stuff like that. And I think if I didn't say yes to a lot of things, but also I didn't say no to a lot of things, I may have not known all these people that I know now. And then also I'd have to say the experience things I definitely agree with. I think that's why I always try to reach out to people or include as many people as I can in a thing. And if I'm hanging out in a big group of people, 
like I tend to do sometimes if they hang out a big group, if I see someone silent or if it's someone that is being talked over, like let's just say we're talking and someone, a friend is trying to talk, but they get cuts off someone else. When that friend's done talking, I always say, oh, um, Bob, what, what were you going to say? Like, like that to make them feel welcome because those experiences in big friend groups or like, like, like things like that, those often put off people and makes them feel a little more timid, scared, or unwelcomed. Yeah. So I feel like um, the yes, the experiences, but also being knowing that you're being heard is all the foundations of being in a yeah, friendship. Yeah, including people. Exactly. You know, that, that's, that's bringing up a lot of memories for me uh, in terms of... Trauma? Like how, <laughs> no, not in terms of trauma. No, this but could in, be therapy for you. In terms of stars. like, you know, like working in groups and, and things of that nature, you know, and what you're saying is really powerful. I think it's really true. And that is that, okay, <laughs> I take back everything that I just said. Um, so in terms of like being inclusive of people, like a, a lot of the, po- because I was the kid on the other end, right? I was yeah. the shy, quiet one. And uh, there were a lot of times, especially when uh, like one of the things that I would do in college was we would get into like these groups and study, especially for like organic chemistry, which was one of the harder classes that, you know, a lot of the people in my school were taking. Yeah. And um, and it, it really meant a lot to me that somebody would come up to me and go like, hey, we're going to go study. Like, do you want to be a part of the study group? Mm-hmm. And then I'd show up. And I wouldn't really know what to talk about or what to say or whatever. And then you would have like the person that's like the leader of the group kind of go around going like, hey, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then including me and giving me opportunities to talk. And then with those opportunities, I start to talk a lot more. And then eventually I don't need the other person to kind of go like, what do you think? I would just learn, oh, this is when I need to go in and, and jump into the conversation. Yeah. Right. And then this is when I need to go in and and like share my thoughts or this is where this is how you do it right as opposed to like just cutting people off or just but still being able to assert yourself exactly and i think i i don't know where i particularly got that skill from i don't know if someone did it to me or i just picked up on it it might be personality you know i mean maybe because we're obviously we're different yeah. people in high school i'm super introverted i mean i'm intro- i'm an ambivert both mm. but i think i lean more to extroverts extrovert for sure anyways um but yeah so i think um experiences um saying yes to things and no to things when needs to be right and know your role right like are you the person that's including other people or are you the person that's trying to be included yeah also and so this is where i kind of take this spin it's like i i often see that people who like, I think people stay too much into their comfort zone. Or yeah. The comfort zone or they, um, like, let's just say, let's take this into the high school dynamics since that, this is, like, one of the experiences I had. So, obviously, see, the different classes are divided. Seniors, juniors, um, sophomores, and freshmen. Mm-hmm. Seniors stay with seniors. Juniors stay with juniors. Sophomores stay with sophomores. Freshmen stay with freshmen. That's, like, the whole, like, social class, in air quotes. We'll call it like that. Yeah. So Which is um, kind of weird. Which but. is kind of weird. Yeah, but, you know, that's what it is. So, and I think I actually, some people have told me that they found it weird that I actually had friends within the senior class, the junior class, and the sophomore class when I was a senior. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they found it weird that I was close to these underclassmen who are, were just my friends who I met through sports, 
um, just um, just different situations or ASB, they think, oh, like, I I've, people have, like, not judged me, but, like, found it weird that I was friends with these people who are a year or two younger than me. But right. in reality, I'm just like, why why is it weird? Like, obviously, yeah. like... Because um, even, even when you go off into the real world, that's what it's going to be like. Exactly. Right? It's so, not like all 50-year-olds just hang, exclude all 40-year-olds. <laughs> And then all 30-year-olds exclude all 20-year-olds. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah, kind of like, weird. You know, everybody just, we all have to work cooperatively together. It, and so we are all mixed in. Yeah, exactly. And it's like re- these bonds and relationships that are built that I just hated the the fact that I, like, you, for me, I tend to overthink things, like overanalyze things. So when I got told that, I'm like, what, what, is, I mean, is it weird? Like, it had me questioning myself. But in, at the mm. end of the day, I'm like, you know what? No, like it doesn't matter what these is like in, in the real world in college or wherever. There's always gonna be a range of different yeah. ages, and it, even then, they're just my friends still. Like yeah. just because I have a relationship with seniors, like that doesn't mean I have to stay in that group. Yeah. Me personally, I just branch out, and if I find um someone who I really connect with and I have this deep bond and friendship with, whatever the grade, like in high school, like um no one's going to stop me from doing that. Cause like, why would I just intentionally stop a relationship from forming when just due to age, I feel like that's kind of stupid. And, um, right. Yeah. And you know, and that's, that's kind of like a problem with the school system. That's not a problem with like you guys, like with, you know, young people, kids, student, like teenagers, whatever you are. Um, because that's kind of, uh, I wouldn't say it's unique. It's, a lot of uh, schools in like Western society do that. They break everything up by grades, right? So you have first graders, second graders, third graders. But there's certain places like in Finland where they kind of don't do that. Yeah. They just have like primary school and secondary school. Mm-hmm. And in primary school, you kind of move up so long as you can meet like certain requirements, right? But they, what they do is they push everyone to play together. Yeah. Right. And they try to do that as much as possible. So like a primary school would be everyone from age seven to age 16. Mm-hmm. Right. And then every 15 minutes they would just release or every 45 minutes or so mm-hmm. they would release all the kids out. And then all the adults would go into like the teacher's lounge or go do whatever they're going to do. And then all the students are kind of left like to play with each other. Really? Right. Yeah. And that's because a lot of the research on play shows that that's the best environment for socialization is when there's no adults around. And so what what happens is like kids just want to play. Right. Yeah. Like every once in a while, you'll get like that psychopath kid that wants to torture everyone like you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then uh, but there's uh, what tends to happen is even if those kids are in there. Uh, when those kids start to play with other kids, if they start to act up and act out, all the kids will figure out who that person is and then they'll start to ostracize them. They'll start to push them away. Mm. And then when everyone else is playing a game, like we're all playing tag or whatever, and that kid wants to play, they would just like exclude them, right? And then every once in a while, they'll try to include them to see if he can play by the rules again. So even like the crazy kids learn to be socialized that yeah. way. Right. The other thing is uh, you want mixed age groups because the older kids teach the younger kids how to be socialized and they teach them games. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember like I had a childhood that was kind of like that. 
when I moved into my neighborhood, I was four. Mm-hmm. And then we had like a bunch of kids in our neighborhood that just like all played together. And some of them were older, some of them were younger. And then what the older kids would do is they would come in and they would show me and my brother who had just moved into the neighborhood, like, how do, how do you play? Yeah. Right. So we would like, they would show us like, okay, like, let's say you want to play a game like, like tag. Right? Tag, uh-huh. I got, so how do you choose who's it? And in like equitable fashion. Nose goes. Nose goes, right? That's one option. One, two, three, not it. Yeah, one, one, two, three, not it. Uh, what we used to do at, when I was young, so this is like decades ago, is we would all put our feet in in the middle. Oh, yeah. And then and we would do like like these sayings, yeah. like Superman, Superman, fly away. Yeah. Right? And then we would slowly oh like eliminate people. I haven't thought about, oh, am I turning old? I'm becoming like you. I'm turning I know, old. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But those were like my favorite memories, you know, where we would learn like all the different sayings that we would, I forgot all of them. Superman is just the, the easiest one that I remember. Superman, Superman, fly, fly away. away. Right? Da, 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 da. Yeah. The, yeah, and then you could do... Uh, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch oh, tiger by yeah. his tail. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right? My mother told me to pick the right one, and you are it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. So those, like, those are the games that that kids in mixed age groups play, and this is great because the younger kids learn from the older kids, and then the older kids get to learn how to be leaders, yeah. right? And so, like, it doesn't make sense that we separate all ourselves out by age. Yeah. Right. And we I, should be mixing. And I think the um, the the environment that the high school that um, I went to, and the, um, the I think the melting pot for those friendships were very welcoming and vibrant. Mm. But I think at the end of the day, that barrier was always still there. That people thought it was weird. Yeah. That obviously, if you only if you're a senior, only hang out with freshmen every day. I mean, that's it's kind of weird. It's a little bit weird. It's a little weird. But like with me personally, it's like when I got told that criticism or like. Someone told me someone's saying that behind my back. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense because I always hang out with everyone pretty equally. Like, if we do yeah. just by grade, it's like I, ha- I have I my mean, time like with my senior friends. A lot like, of those criticisms have more to do with with the person than with um, than with you. Yeah. Right. So it's like that saying, like hurt people hurt people. Right. So if I'm, you know, if I'm making a criticism of you, it's probably because there's something wrong with me. Or some issue that I'm dealing with, and then I'm because I don't want to deal with my own issues. I'm gonna bring up your issues. Yeah, you do have a lot of issues. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah you. Hmm. We could deconstruct that because you always used to like when we were in a classroom setting, you'd always like pit, nitpick all of us. You know. Yeah. I you am. nitpick all of us, and you know you've um, you've nitpicked all of us, and you've also like you know say so some weird things to us. You know? <laughs> I think I think I think there's a, I think we could do a whole episode of a deconstruction of Mr. Flores. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think we can do that. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, I think I love that idea. You call me manically depressed the first time. (laughs) Yeah, that was was funny. Okay, maybe one of our best moments. A lot of what I, a lot of those weird things that I would say were like for the sake of comedy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, but. Because I, you know, I'm dealing with teenagers. I got to say something to wake you guys up. If I just go up there and start talking about like, uh, you know, intermolecular forces, like, I ain't capturing anybody, right? What were so, you saying? Uh, let's move on to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But with that, okay, okay. So I think I that have, that deals topic. with uh, um, friendships. Okay, okay. I'll let's have talk a about segue. the other kind of. Okay, I have a segue for right, this. Right, I was here. gonna be natural, but now it's unnatural. I had a perfect segue. You just ruined it, just like an intro.
Yeah. Okay. So basically, so I want to take on to this divide again between the classes. So another thing that I noticed was since the it's divided by sophomore, junior, senior, there's this thing that that I found that happens between um, like mostly the seniors and juniors. Honestly, happens between all the grades. It's the title of sophomore. Like people want to get into relationships with each other. It's like, oh, but they're a senior or oh, they're a junior, and I'm just a blah blah blah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually st- I've seen this happen. Stop multiple relationships getting together. Obviously, there's an age difference, but here's the thing: it's like let's just say there's a 16 year old, a 16 year old. Um, well, you got to do the creepy math then. Okay, the creepy math. A 16 year old, like a 16 year old sophomore, let's say that, and then like um, like do you I, know what the what the equation is? No, I don't. There's an that's equation. Scary. I, I don't know where I saw this. I saw this like. <laughs> Years ago, I was scared, and I was like, "Well, it kind of makes sense, right?" So you Let's take, it. so it's all based on the guy's age, right? So mm-hmm. you take the guy's age, you divide it by two, and then you add seven. Anything less than that number is a little bit creepy. So, like, here's the way it works, right? So, like, let's say, like, how old are you? I'm eighteen. You're eighteen. So we take your age divided by two. So nine, nine, right? And then you add seven to that. So. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. He's using his fingers. Wow. <laughs> 16. Okay, 16. Yeah. Right? So if you date a 16-year-old, that's like, that's not that weird. I mean, that's like a, Two a year senior difference. dating a sophomore, a sophomore. right? Yeah, exactly. Now, if you date a freshman, that's, I that's, find that's a little weird. weird. I find that weird. Right? I, so that's so, the way the math works. So personally for me, like as a senior, well, I was a senior, I think my limit for me was sophomores. Like sophomores is pushing it. But freshmen were off. See, limits. that's the rule. Yeah, the math works. It yeah, checks out. I think it is that rule. Like, because you know what's cool about it is, as you get older, like your range gets bigger. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think that's like a good range. So, like, for, for this is the personal rates I've come up with. If you're a senior, you only could go to a sophomore. And that's mm-hmm. pushing it. Yeah, but and I also think relationship wise between the classes, I think it really depends. On who the, if it really depends who the older person is because some older people well you could trust them like ev- let's just say everyone's eyes are just gonna be on that older person no matter what mm-hmm. and on for good reason you know um, but it's like if I think about it as a senior is like what I trust like some people doing underclass I'm like yeah like that's fine like I know this person's a good person while other people I'm just like yeah you're, you're kind of you're just kind of a creep you know yeah so yeah. it's like it's true because it, it also depends on how you view the like the opposite sex right. And that's what made it so weird that I was reading that book, right? <laughs> that I totally disavow now. Yeah. We love women. <laughs> we love women. Say Is it. That, Say uh, it. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Like, I, I love my wife and I love my daughter, right? And I love my family members uh-huh. that are female. Like, saying I love women makes it seem like, oh, like, anyone's good, you know? Yeah, <laughs> a- anyone is good. We love women. Uh, no, like, not, a- not anyone, no. no. Like, you think they share equal rights? Uh, y- I think every person is, is of oh, no. equal value. Okay. Right? But I don't, like... Equality for all. Like, I think, like, their lives, like, have value, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like, people inherently have value. Yes. Right? Like that's that's my my. So no matter gender, race, whatever, you think everyone has value. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Yeah. We're PC. <laughs> We're PC. <laughs> I know. Like, but um. Anyways. Yeah. 
So anyways, like, I don't even remember where I was going. Where was I going before this? Relationships. Okay, so relationships. Uh, yeah, so that book kind of, like, makes it seem like like women are just, like, a puzzle. And if you just say the right words or the right combination of things and dress a certain way or peacock in a certain way, then you can get any woman that you want. Which is not true. Really, which is really, yeah, A, it's not true. And it's B, it looks at women as like just things, right? As opposed to people. Like people. And that's one of the things that I realized out at the end of the book was the whole book was just from the perspective of this author who was really nerdy, who went into this pickup artist scene and then became like a world class pickup artist. Yeah. Right? And then um, at the end of the book, He's saying like, oh, yeah, like I can get like dates. If he's kind of like reflecting on everything that he's learning, he's like, oh, yeah, I can get dates and I can go get women and I can, you know, do stuff with them and and all that pretty easily. But when it comes to like, what's the second date look like or what's a third date or what's a relationship look like? I don't know. Right. I don't have any answers for that. And, right? that, and, that, and that's a good segment. And that's where it ends. Right. Huh? And then to me, like the the message of that was like, well, that's kind of a that's kind of weird but b then that kind of tells you that there's you that you're missing a vital component to being right yeah right you're missing like like you got the in it's like you focused really hard on the intro and then like left all the rest like blank you exactly know? Like, like you got the dating aspects there, but the relationship part is where it's yeah lacking. yeah and then later on that's when i you know i kind of like started to figure out like oh, okay like if you want to be in a good relationship, right, in a stable relationship, if you want to be with somebody that's of high quality, you have to be of high quality. Mm-hmm. That's the secret to all relationships is that you want to be to a, such a high quality that you would want to be with you, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so in one of the easiest ways to kind of figure out what that looks like is look out into the world and then see what is it that you admire? Like, who are the people that you admire? Who are your friends? Like, right. what, what, what make- it could be friends, yeah. but it could, it could even be like celebrities. It could even be like, like a personality on a TV show, like whatever. Oh, that's true. And then just looking at it and going like, what is, what is it about this thing that's capturing my attention? And then can I become that? So like one of the things that I really admired or when I started to do this is I really admired, um, People that could fight, like martial artists, right? You want to fight? Yeah, I'll fight you. Really? <laughs> this is, this is going to end horribly. But I'd crack your neck. Okay, all right. Don't <laughs> Claude Van Damme over here. But that's what really got me in, interested in like martial arts. And yeah. then I started taking like Aikido and I started doing like, and I started getting back into like boxing and, and doing all these other like martial arts that I had always been in. And then eventually I came across like jujitsu and I was like, oh, this, this seems sustainable, right? The problem with boxing is like you're getting popped in the head all the time and then you wake up with headaches and that's probably not going to be good 30 or 40 years down the line. Definitely not. Right. Yeah. So I was like, jujitsu, we could go all out and right before anyone gets hurt, you could always tap out. And so it seemed like a very, like it, it is a pretty sustainable thing. And that's what I've been really focusing on. And that's, you know, I kind of stopped a little bit during the, uh, during the pandemic, but once we get back and now I try to go in and I try to train at least twice a week and get back into the groove of things. 
and I'm at a brown belt. That's like just a step below the black belt. Oh. And wait, really? That, yeah. Yeah. So that's I've gained, I said, a, I've gained a little bit more respect <laughs> for you today. Just a slight bit more respect for you yeah. today. So that's what I mean about like look at the aspects of other people or other characters or of other personalities around you and ask yourself, all right, what is it about that that I really enjoy? And then can I go out into the world and do that? And yeah, you might not ever be like world class at anything. Yeah. Right. Like I'm never going to be a world class Brazilian Jiu Jitsu fighter, but I can like get to a point that I'm better than 90% of the population. Not me. Right? Yeah, except for Jason, of <laughs> course. For some reason, he thinks he could kick everyone's butt because yeah. he saw a Ninja Turtles movie 10 no, years ago. No, I watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, okay. You watched Super. Super. <laughs> Super Saiyan. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like... You should be a value person. And um, I think becoming a value person, you have to love yourself first. Like, you have to actually enjoy who you are, in, in my opinion. Right. In and order if, to be in a relationship. Because but here's the question. is like, what if you don't like who you are? Then you got to, like you said, you always got to change. And like, um, yeah, you got to be something different. You have to be something different and something of value. So you also have to, you, sometimes it's very hard to know if you, you're even valued. Because obviously some people's minds work differently. So it's hard to know if you're even a value person, a value friend, or valuable in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, uh, going back on friendships on this, actually, like even having these baseline friendships, because I feel like people, a lot of people, some people um, in my age group, they want relationships so bad that they don't even focus on friendships. When mm. like, I think, um, how do I describe this? Um, like, you know, how are you going to be good in a relationship if you're not even good in, as a friend? yeah so yeah there's like, something to that exactly and it's like so let's just say like um some people call me very reliable they say i'm like all this other stuff like all these good things so like even though sometimes i i put myself down i tend it's to do kind of sounds like donald trump right now <laughs> everybody says i'm the friendliest i'm the best that there ever was nobody's not friendlier saying, than i am not saying that <laughs> i'm not saying that i'm just okay i'm just saying okay Pause. I'm saying I put myself down and I sometimes okay, let me let me talk. Okay. Sometimes I I put myself down and I don't think I'm a quality person, even though like I, I try to be the best person I can be. And you know, sometimes hearing those compliments and that reassurance helps me remember, hey, I'm doing something right here as a friend and as a person. Because at the end of the day, my goal is to make the world a better place, what at one step at a time, you know? So sometimes I'm like, man, am I really actually doing that? Like, uh, like I put myself down. And then I, when my friends like actually like, you know, tell me, hey, you're blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to use examples now. You ruined that for me. <laughs> so it's like when they, when they tell me that it, it resonates with me saying like, you know, I'm, I'm doing something good here. Like, how do I improve it even more? You know, and that's how, you know, you're a good friend. You're there for your friends for different aspects, whether it be um, emotionally or like helping them with favors. I feel like, you know, if you're, in my opinion, if you're a really good friend, I feel like that's one of the foundations to be in a relationship. Because, again, like I said, I feel like... Yeah, you I, know what? That, that's even true in chimpanzees, right? Like, th- this is the thing. Like, everybody thinks that, like, the, like, if you look at chimpanzees, people, like, assume that, oh, like, the alpha chimp is just, like, the biggest, strongest chimp. Yeah. Right? That's not true. 
most often than not, the, the alpha chimp needs to do meet two requirements before you can be uh, alpha chimp. Let's Number see. one, he has to win the favor of the alpha female chimp, uh-huh. right? And he's also got to be the one that's uh, the best at resolving conflicts amongst all the other chimps, mm-hmm. right? So he's actually the one that does the most favors and does the most grooming of all the other chimps, mm. right? Because what winds up happening is, like, let's say, and every once in a while, an alpha chimp will just kill the alpha, or like a giant chimp will just kill the alpha chimp and then start ruling by power. As you, and as, then, as you do. As you do, yeah. right? And then, <laughs> so if you're ruling by power... That, that would be the sigma chimp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh Go on. So... As the uh, alpha chimp starts to uh, rule by power, right? So if he doesn't like things like the way they are, he'll like bully all the other chimps, right? So what that does is it makes all the other chimps, the beta chimps, the delta chimps, the whatever, the sigma <laughs> chimps, whatever, uh-huh. like all really resentful, yeah. right? So then once they become really resentful, all they need to do is just wait for the alpha chimp to like catch a cold or something or just have an off day. And then what they'll do is once they see, oh, alpha chimp's not feeling too good, they all gang up and they tear him literally limb from limb. Like they'll tear out his fingers, they'll tear off his genitals, they'll tear oh. off his jaw. Like they'll just dismember the guy. So how, okay, so you're saying if you want a relationship, let's just say there's this girl I like and she has a boyfriend. So you're saying when he catches a cold, I should rip off his head, pull <laughs> off his genitalia, Limb by limb. No, that's 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 definitely not what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's what you're telling them right now. I mean, okay, I mean, that's, that's what's being interpreted as. That doesn't make any sense. But like that's. But here's what the thing is, right? Is yeah. if like you can't rule or can you, you can't be like the best friend through power alone, right? Or or just through power in general. Well, yeah. Like that's the sad. if you want to be the type of person that gets complimented. Uh, you have to be the type of person that's also like the most cooperative and uh, and that can resolve the most conflicts and that can be the most inclusive as you possibly can be. Yeah. Right. And that's what it means to be like a good friend and a well-rounded person, a well-rounded person. And then those people are also the ones that tend to be seen the most attractive by, you know, the opposite sex. Right. Yeah. And so you like that there's a lot to that cooperation it goes so deep into our dna that even like chimps express that and we branched out from them like millions of years ago yeah you see what i mean yeah that's why we don't rip off people's genitalia yeah 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 so some things have changed for most of us yeah but um yeah i agree with you it's like there's like more than like the surface level of like relationships and i feel like a lot of people are just in that rush to find someone and like just get with them and like you know for whatever reason whether it be an emotional need or a physical need people just want that so much but in reality it's like they go so fast that they don't even know how they are like yeah that's how codependencies happen Mm. okay so um (laughs) um um, like trying to get back on track here like um they just go so fast and like even when um 
they may be together, but maybe, like you said, that the cooperation and all the other things that you said, like the dependency, the inclusiveness, some people, they're not built in that way because they haven't built that up with other people in just base friendships first, you know? Mm. And I feel I, like, I, like I keep repeating it, but it, I feel like it's a, for me, it's like one of the, like a big thing. Like you have to have strong, stable friendships and be able to like know when you're wrong, know how to communicate your feelings, your emotions, how to be inclusive, how to not right. be so selfish, and all these things. Yeah, you're gonna. It occurs in a relationships, but that's the term, a broad term, relationships. It it comes from friendships, from acquaintances. Yeah. It comes from anything. It also but, comes from reflection. Exactly. Right. Because one of the things that that uh, that really helps out is. Let's say you are you have a friend, and then all of a sudden you start to have a lot of conflict with that friend, uh-huh. right? Like, here's what I've seen when I look at my students, right? Because I, I see that all the time. Uh, if neither one of them are reflective, if neither one of them asks, like, "Oh, did I do something wrong?" Then it just starts to escalate. Yeah. And then this person will hit this person, and this person will hit back, and then it'll just kind of like escalate higher and higher and higher. What needs to happen is one of them, at least one of them, needs to go like, hey, maybe I was in the wrong. And then they start to go back and reflect on all of their interactions together and to, to figure out, all right, here's what happened. Here's what this person said. Here's what I said. Here's like, oh, here's where we're going wrong. Yeah. And then they can bring it back and go like, here, I think this is where we're getting into conflict. Let's see if we can figure this out. Right. And then you can kind of continue on with that relationship. But you do need some level of, like, reflection. Yeah. And with reflection, you know, that's, like, I think, yeah, that's the most important part. The reflection part and the um, the reflection part and as well as the communication because a lot of people are, don't know how to do that, uh, ironically mm-hmm. enough. It's, like, it's hard to admit. Like, yeah, even that should be a class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, communicating. Like, on, like honestly, like, um, uh. Like for me, like I'm, I'm just gonna go personally. It took a lot of years to like figure, like to like actually like step back and like realize, hey, I could have been wrong in this situation or blah blah blah. It's it took a long time for me to finally admit that I'm wrong, you know. And I think um, after a while, it started to you know get better. Like I feel like um, friendship level wise, I feel like a lot of my friendships are very strong right now, and. Um, like, I feel like I'm stable. I have a stable ground of friends that I have, even for ones that I haven't talked to in a long time, that, you know, if, like, you know, the right person comes around, I think I'd be, like, fine with going to a relationship. But even then, that's just me. Like, with other people in general. So that foundation's just not there. Like, and I think people just need to step back and reflect. That, that, that should be the lesson of today's episode. Step back and reflect. Step back and reflect and know when you're wrong. Even though you may be arrogant and prideful, like I was and sometimes still am, you always have to step back and yeah, admit so when you're wrong. so much about life is getting rid of your ego. Yeah. Or not letting your ego hold you back. Because honestly, that, that's one of the biggest things that holds you back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think it's a good place to call it. I think all so. All right, so what did we learn today? Okay, I think we learned that... Uh, all right, so be reflective. Uh, be someone that's worth being around. I think at the core of having friendships or of having like personal or intimate relationships, that's the key idea right there. It's like be someone worth having before you look at somebody else. You can't just expect to like be with a model and then get upset that 
models don't want to be with you if you're some grungy kid that's hanging out in his room all day playing, you know, Roblox. Yeah. Okay, so what did, what did I take from today? So I learned that you were part of an MLM scam project. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. That you um, used to objectify women. Not anymore. You've renounced that now. Yeah, officially. I'm, re- I'm a reformed <laughs> PUA artist. <laughs> yeah, yes, reformed. Now we learned that um, we... What else did we learn? We learned one more thing about you today that I for, kind of forgot. Oh, uh, we'll hear about it later. Will we? Probably. Oh, we realized that I'm turning old because I I had that flashback of like oh that, playing that, 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 <laughs> playing that with other people. Oh my gosh, yes, and socializing. I, okay, yes. But at the end of the day, we learned that you want like like you said, you want to be worth having, whether and not and to slow down, take things little step at a time. You, there's no need to be in a rush to oh, yeah, the get FOMO, into this shit. Right. Yeah. So you know what? I, I think that's where to good call it. And you know what? Friendship is magic. There you go. The power of friendship overcomes all. Yeah. Oh, plugs. Oh, oh, I totally forgot about that. That's why I'm here. No, okay, so rate us five stars on Spotify and five stars everywhere else. We post every every Monday. Uh, and yeah, if you if you have yeah, help any, us get sponsors so that we can yes, keep doing this, get, give us sponsors. <laughs> I want to be sponsored hey. by G Fuel. That's an energy drink mm-hmm. company. Because right now we're sponsored by water, and they don't pay well. Pay well yeah, at all. I want all to be sponsored by G Fuel. Uh, all these things. So yeah, give us sponsors. Sponsor me, please. You can be in contact with me because he's a little too old or to understand all this. So <laughs> email us at floorcastpodcast at gmail Yes, or you could follow me oh, on Instagram. At- here's the other thing I want to do. If you have questions that you Ooh. want answered, right, send us an email. Uh, and if you don't want us to use your name, if just tag it anonymous, and then we can, like, read your questions. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And then I'll just have them out, and then we can take questions. And this way we can, like, personalize the podcast to you. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I'm going to actually clip this part so I post it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode of Generation Divide, feel free to contact me here on my Instagram, Jason Maddox underscore. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm working on my Instagram, so we'll figure that out later. All right. Until next time, this has been the Generation Divide with Jason Pasegan. And Steve Flores. We'll catch you next time. Radical, dude.